Hi, I'm Viv and I'm the face behind Skin Farmer Aesthetics in Stockton on Tees. Tonight is the third of a series of lives I'm doing with Dr Sunny Desi, who's not here right now but he should be turning up soon. Um, we're going to talk about our first use of the ultrasound scanner that we both have, which is um, a Clarius L20 HD scanner. So I'll be talking about a little to do with using the scanner. Uh, hi Sonny, <laughs> hope you're well. Um, I've got a video to play. Unfortunately, I can't have Sonny on and play a video at the same time. So I'll play the video, which you'll be able to see, and I'll talk over it. It's a video I recorded during a scan I carried out on myself earlier today and it's just a demonstration of how I use the ultrasound and how Sunny will be using it as well. Um, you'll get an idea of what we see on a scan and I've overlaid it with some information just to give a clearer idea of what you're looking at. So I'll play the video. Um, as I say, I'll go over the video as it's playing. Lasts about four, four to five minutes at the most. And then I'll add Sunny on. Uh, hi, uh, Rachel and uh, Ben from Bell. They're the Clarice distributor in the UK. Um, so I'll play the video. And afterwards, I'll add Sunny and we'll have a chat about it. And if you've got any questions, just mention them, just post them here or just send us a message and we'll um, answer any questions that we get about it. So I'll play this video. I'll just get it up now. Here we go. So this is an intro screen when the Clarius starts up on my iPad. It connects via, via Wi-Fi and there's a menu um, to look at an application. So the application is based on the area of the body that's being scanned. So with the facial work there's aesthetics, there's dermatology, um, there's a few different options. And those options are to set the scanner to work on that particular area. It sets some defaults up. So what I'm doing here is basically running the scanner along the area just above my mouth towards the nose to mouth area. And I moved it slowly. Lots of ultrasound gel on the skin, um, which helps with the detection of the tissue. And I'm gradually moving the scanner just very gently in upwards, left and right, and in a few different directions. I've got a little yellow box on the screen there, which is a Doppler um, detector. It's basically showing blood flow. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. So here I'm running the scanner across my top lip. So I was trying to see the main vessel just in the top lip area and you'll see um, you'll see some uh, descriptions of what you're actually looking at in a second and it's the teeth are at the bottom of the scan you'll see them in a second it's just the white areas the top of the scan is the skin at the top of my lip and below that there's muscle and there's blood flow deeper down in my particular case well, this blood flow varies in different patients and the problem is the blood flow isn't the same for everyone and one of the benefits of using the scanner is to show the differences between one patient and another 
So here I'm just moving the um, I'm just moving the uh, Doppler box to another area. Here I'm actually looking at the area just along my nose to mouth area. So the bones at the base of the picture and the uh, skin's right at the top. And in the area in the middle is a flashing area, which is blood flow. Um, when it looks orangey, it's blood flowing towards you. When it's blue coloured, it's flowing away from you. So it doesn't give an indication of temperature or speed. Um, it's direction, it gives an indication of the direction of the blood flow. So this is the area just around my nose to mouth area, just in that small area where lots of injections are carried out for different patients. Problem is, if injection is carried out in the wrong place and filler ends up in a vessel, it can cause all sorts of problems, unfortunately. So um, I'll be talking to Sonny about that. One of the things that you can do also is look not just look in one part of the face, you can look anywhere with a scanner and you can see things like uh, blood flow. You can also look at measurements, you can look at the distance between objects on the scan. So here I'm looking at the distance between the skin right at the top and the position of the vessel, which in my case was about 6.2 millimetres. Um, there is one more distance measurement I recorded which was back to the lip area and I looked at the distance between the skin of the lip and the area of the artery lower down and again there's not a huge amount of space to play with we're talking about just a number of millimetres um, they, the vessel runs like a snake around the top lip and it's difficult to know where it is without using an instrument like an ultrasound scanner. Um, so in this case, I measured following the scan. I could take a shot of the uh, image, can save it, can store it. And yeah, 5.6 millimeters between the skin and the vessel. So I'll stop this video and I will get Sunny on. I'll just stop sharing. Right, just see where Sunny is. One sec, sorry about this. There we go, I'll just invite Um Yeah, we'll have a chat, Dr. Sunny and I will have a chat about this. Um, you look really, uh, ah, hiya. Hi, Dave, how are you? Fine, yeah, that was a fast join. How are you doing? You doing I was, well? I was, I was eager to join. I've been writing questions, so. <laughs> right. Well, it, the, the main reason, as I mentioned, um, the reason I couldn't have the video playing with you at the same time is because, unfortunately, it only lets me do it whilst I'm on my own, so I couldn't have you there as well, unfortunately. Listen, so apologies. The, the star of this, these reels is the ultrasound scanner. We, we, are, yes. we are accessories to the ultrasound scanner. Yeah, we shouldn't really even be here. They should be doing the talking for us, I think, shouldn't they? One day. One, One day, day. yeah. <laughs> I'll put, I'll put Viv on the spot there. One day, Viv had a great idea about some AI that he has got some exciting ideas with how to link into the um, into that ultrasound. But that will probably be for part 99, I think. Probably. It could, could be even over 100, I think. We've got so much to talk about. <laughs> but, but it was um, a very exciting conversation, which went on till about, well, till quite late. Um, but yeah, uh, Terminators yeah. and Skynet weren't involved, but definitely AI integrated in with the ultrasound. One for episode 100, I think. Um, 
there's a lot of potential for what could be done with ultrasound scanning in the future. And I think it's just, we're just looking at the possibilities now. Um, there's lots of different types of work and research that could be carried out, but I think there's a huge potential for training, education, and just improving practice for everyone um, in use of ultrasound. Exactly, and, and as I say every week, you know, ultrasound is like crypto. You, you, you know about it, you know it's going to happen. You need to bring it into your clinic um, and and work with it. Um, just crazy to say quickly a quick hi to um, uh, Dr. Jigna, who's just joined us, giving us a, a wave. So on, so to keep everyone's minds fresh and to keep it coherent. Um, can you hear me okay as well? Because I'm in a meeting room in a hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah no per problem. perfect. So one of the first questions as a beginner user of an ultrasound is. You showed some really good scans, um, very clear. Did you, zoom, did you zoom in on that video or was that the actual image that you had on your iPad? That was actually um, the actual image taken straight off the iPad. I used the screen recorder on my iPad to record everything you saw in that video. So I've only added the titles just so you could see where the different anatomy was. Um, nothing else was added to the video, nothing was changed. Um, it was exactly as you would see on your tablet uh, when you do the scan. So I do play about with videos when I use it for, um, for showing radiologists what can, can be done. Um, but in this particular case, it's exactly as you would see if you were scanning yourself. So I'll just add for that for anyone who's interested in kind of, because we're exploring the beginnings of how to use this ultrasounding clinic. You could do a screen record, but what actually with the Claria software, it comes with the option to add in your um, client details and then, and then save it into, into the cloud, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's useful because you've got a record of all scans that you've done, should you want to store them. And it's stored... Um, in the cloud securely, there's no problems accessing it. Um, it can be shared with other practitioners should yeah, be a need definitely. for it. And that's one of the benefits of using this particular device, the Clarius. How, were you surprised at how quick um, the, the ultrasound scanner joins your own Wi-Fi network and connects with everything? I was really surprised at how fast yeah. it was. It, it works really quickly. Um, it works via that via Wi-Fi, so it connects to the iPad via a Wi-Fi connection. Um, when you first turn on the actual scanner, it doesn't actually have any buttons to turn it on. The iPad does it for you. So when you switch the software on your iPad, it connects via Bluetooth to the actual scanner, turns it on, and then the actual connection to the actual signal, the scanning signal, is via Wi-Fi. Um, quick easy I've never had any problems no, the, only time, the, the only time that you need to be careful about using the equipment is if you're sharing the actual um, scan live you need to set it up just slightly differently so the scanner doesn't have a direct connection to the iPad it works via your home network which does slow it down a little bit but it's still usable um, but I think most individuals probably wouldn't do that right at the beginning anyway so it's unlikely to be a problem for them. So I mean on that note exactly completely agree with that it's you know easy to use plug and play which is what we discussed last week the with the scanner what i found is that it connects quickly 
Um, you can input patient details. Now, one of the questions I got asked offline was how much is this impacting on your ability to deliver injectables in terms of time? Like, you know, in clinic, you've got only a set amount of time to sometimes see um, clients. So my answer to that, and, and please answer that as well, Viv, is that, you know, this literally is minutes. Once yeah. you've got, once you have a standardized process, yeah. and this is something that Viv and I will share with you very soon, rather than episode yeah. 100, we, we have developed a standardized process where we can pick up that scanner, it connects, we scan the face in a systematic way, um, and then literally minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't take long at all. It depends how you carry out the work, I suppose, what your normal practice is involving treatments. So the scanner for me is used in every dermal filler patient anyway. I'm also starting to use it in toxin patients as well for areas like masseter reduction. Um, it can be used for guided injection. So I tend to use this initially when I first started for vascular mapping purposes. So I could actually tell what I'm looking at when I scan a face in a certain area. Um, I do a lot of lip work, I do a lot of work around the mouth in particular, so I get a good idea of what I'm looking at by scanning individuals again and again. There's such a huge variability um, in anatomy between one patient and another, and that's the whole reason for using this. Without using this, I would not be able to tell what is under a patient's skin. It's simple as that. And I think for those of you out there who um, are first time users or you're thinking about it, and even patients as well, is yeah. that you know, we would like to see a vascular mapping, the very first step before you inject. You know, it yeah. takes literally minutes to vascular map, and I think that's a really good uh, approach. And I think you know, we've discussed that at length and we have a nice process now, which we will share soon. Yeah. Um, Viv, technicalities, I know you love the technical questions. <laughs> One of the things I got emailed about, and um, I said, watch the, I was a bit cheeky and said, watch the live, is how do you set up your defaults? Because obviously you've got yours set up in a particular way. Um, and I yeah. think mine is slightly different. But what, what have you done to set up your defaults too, if I'm allowed to ask that? Do you mean, do you mean the actual setup in the software that you use? Yes, exactly. Because I think you can change it to, you must have changed yours slightly because you have a, um, a, a box around the area that you're scanning, whereas sometimes you don't have it, or for example, yeah. the, the, the measurements as well. Have you set it to any particular defaults? There's certain defaults. It, it, it's a question of just playing with it, to be honest with you. You can set it to you, to whatever settings you want can be changed in the software. Um, you can set the actual buttons on the scanner. There's two small buttons just on the front of the scanner here, which can be set to carry out certain tasks. So you can set them to do certain things without having to press on the actual tablet. Um, I, I have changed a few defaults on there, but I've changed them at the time when I first got the scanner. I haven't played about with them since, to be honest with you. But the software always changes. It's updated regularly. And different aspects of scanning are introduced to help the user on an ongoing basis by the actual developers of the unit. Um, but the software has got a range of different options to suit the individual. It's a question of, of trial and error, to be honest. It's difficult to go through all of them without spending a bit of time. But various options for using the scanner can be implemented by, the, by us as the users. Yes. 
Um, and it's purely dependent on what you want to do with the scanner. It's so I think, that's what, I think that's where the question was coming from, is that you need to go into the software settings yourself, yeah. Yeah. play around with it a little bit, and then work yeah. out what, how you want to use it. Um, so this is a question that um, is related to how you're holding the scanner. So you, you quite rightly said you need loads of ultrasound gel that yeah. you, um, and that acts as an interface, as a medium for obviously visualization. You need that, you need the ultrasound yeah. medium, to, um, the gel to do that. Yeah. So in your, the scans that you showed, the question would be, were you holding the scanner um, vertically in terms yeah. of scanning, or were you holding it longitudinally? So what were we actually yeah. seeing there? When, when I was doing the lip scan, I was holding it at an angle like this to actually, you can adjust the angle. The thing that you need to know about when you use a scanner is you have to play with it physically to get used to how it's scanning. You can scan in at multiple angles, in multiple positions, in multiple ways, but you need to get used to holding the device in a certain way. In the right way as well, it, there's two ways of holding it. You can hold it one way or the other. There's a little notch on the side of the uh, plate which tells you which way you're holding it. So if you've got the notch in one particular position, the scan image displayed will display based on the position of the notch so on the display if you've got the notch in the right place this will be the left hand side this will be the right hand side of the image um, you need to be careful how you what, what you're seeing because if you don't move the scanner in the right way you're looking at the wrong end of the image um, to detect in it and I, um, I noticed that when I first started vascular mapping especially at the yeah. temples yeah. and then I was lifting the scanner off yeah. To see, is that is that is it is it the left or is it the right? But obviously, realizing then later on that with the notch and so on, that's that's the positioning that we're in. Um, you so can brilliant. adjust it with the software as well. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not very difficult. No, brilliant. I mean, I mean, again, it's not. It is a very easy device to use, but you have yeah. to practice using it. And the best yeah. way to start off um, is, like you said, vascular mapping, because you're just trying to identify yeah. those arteries. Yeah. But what I will say is that the pressure, and uh, you have to hold it lightly. And actually, Viv, you just demonstrate yeah. that again, because you're holding it perfectly, because you've got you've control got to, there. You've and got you to hold it pressure. really gently. The problem is, when I first got the scanner in January, I was squashing my face with it, trying to, wondering where, where the actual image was. And the, the problem is, you don't realize how much gel you need to use on the skin. Um, it works on sound waves, and it works by passing through different tissue and without the ultrasound gel on the plate you're not going to get a clear image and the other problem is uh, I was given a good telling off by uh, Dr Carolina Marie-Lewis she said Viv, Viv don't press so hard and the problem is if you press hard the distance measurements that you take when you record uh, a video they won't be accurate you need to very lightly hold the device and not press hard at all and that's one of the biggest issues when you first start using it. You've got to be gentle and you've got to hold the device very gently. Move it very slowly. Don't play about too quickly with it. Just be slow. Just like injections, take your time and do it carefully. Um, so I think, I think the top tip then, one of the top tips from today is actually practice on your own face with lots yeah. of gel. So yeah. when you do come to that 10 minutes that you've got with a client, yeah. uh, patient, then you can then adjust. It's yeah. all, it's, it's 
neuroprogramming, muscle memory. So practice on yourself like Viv yeah. has just demonstrated. So Viv's top tip or our tip is to <laughs> yeah. practice on yourself. Um, yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, you can take it home with you and just do it whilst you're watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was practicing on my way from my little daughter, trying to figure out why it wasn't working properly. And the fact was, I wasn't using enough gel. I just was thinking the device on its own will do the job. And you don't realize until you practice. So uh, the videos were great and, and that's, it was great to share with um, with the, you answered it really, but I'll ask it for the purpose of anyone watching. Yeah. You were able to demonstrate the, um, the lips. You were able to demonstrate the depth of where the artery was. Yeah. Um, would you, so in depth of injecting, can you yeah. just help people who are watching, maybe patients, clients, and, and practitioners, is in relation to that depth, where, what depth do you inject to when you're doing lips? With lips, you've got to be careful. As I say, in the video, you saw that the artery in my top lip was snaking around a little bit, but as expected, as our anatomy teaches us, the depth is relatively quite deep. It, it, the vessel runs at quite a deep layer in most individuals, but it doesn't run in a deep way in everybody and certainly not in every part of an individual's lip. It varies as you move around the lip and it varies between one patient and another. So you've got to be very careful. If you inject the technique of Russian lips, now I can go into all sorts of lip techniques, but Russian lips is something I get asked about a lot. Well, I don't know, Viv, is it politically correct to call them lips anymore? <laughs> I think call we call them Ukrainian lips if you prefer. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, but that particular type of lip treatment, technique, yeah. in, it involves injections um, to raise the actual height of the top lip and the bottom lip. It needs to be done at quite a, a deep level, quite low down when you do the injections. The problem with that is the needle is likely to go quite low down in the image that I was showing you. And the problem with that is if there's vessels around that area, if there's an artery, the main artery, you can prick it, you can inject filler, and you can cause a blockage. So I tend to work quite superficially with lip treatments. I use the vascular mapping to make sure there's little risk of a vessel being in the way when I'm working superficially. Um, you've got to be careful. You've got to work in the right depth when you work in any part of the face. But with lips, you've got to be a little more careful because there's an artery that snakes around and you cannot see it without using the likes of this device. And that's what I found, because especially what we call M-shaped lips, where, yeah. for example, just underneath, like, for example, the Cupid's bow, it dips in as in an M-shape. Yeah. And what I found using, um, because you do have to sometimes do boluses and inject a little bit deeper, what I found with vascular mapping is I'm, I'm very, very confident now in doing it yeah. because I've got that added element. But for anyone watching, you know, 96% of patients, clients will have lips without that superficial element of the artery. But I think cadaver studies, and I think it was when I watched some Lee Walker training, it was basically 4% yeah. of uh, clients will have yeah. a, a superficial. I think we're, we're coming yeah. to the end of our session, but um, I was very just for the for people watching and later on is the when you did the nose to mouth which so let me give some context to why i'm discussing this bringing this up when when we first get trained in aesthetics and it may be slightly different now is there are certain areas that are taught to be injected 
And one of those areas is the nose to mouth lines because it's a common yeah. concern of patients and clients. And then um, the, other, the other is the cheeks. But as Viv very aptly demonstrated that there is, you know, there's an artery there. Now you were able to show a longitudinal section of that artery. So you could see the end of the artery, so like yeah. that bit, and then you could see the, the length of it as well. Yeah. Can you just go through how you were positioning your um, ultrasound at the time to get that beautiful image? So with the scanner, so the nose to mouth area just runs adjacent to the edge of the nostril down towards the edge of the mouth. The problem is there is an artery that runs along the side of the nose and if that's blocked it can cause problems with vision, with all sorts of issues. So holding the scanner, just gently running it along this line between the mouth and the side of the nose, just gently running up and down, tipping it slightly just to get the right angle and then moving it out and further in just to get the right position. So I was basically just running it along this line, along this okay. plane. Brilliant, brilliant. I think, you know, that, that's where, I mean, you have the last word on this, but on that note, I think it's just really important for practitioners at whatever stage is that, you know, we become quite confident. We're all taught in this area because it's a concern, but actually, you know, my practice now is about more holistic rejuvenation. You know, we address the whole face. Yeah. And, you know, when you're, for example, treating cheeks um, and the temples, the, the nasal labor lines can be softened out without even injecting into them. However, sometimes we do to give that really nice aesthetic result and the ultrasound has added value again and again because that artery can be superficial. Yeah. Um, and like you demonstrated in the video, it's you can see the end of it and then the longitudinal section. Can you imagine a, yeah. a, a needle, a 27 gauge needle superficially yeah. going in and it could hit at any point. Yeah. So I think it was a brilliant demonstration. Viv, why don't you end the uh, session? It's just as I say, we, we're both learning as we've gone along with the scanner and I think we both found it to be a useful piece of equipment in the work we're doing and it's likely to improve ongoing um, for both of us. Um, we ju I just think it's useful for other practitioners to realise how important something like use of ultrasound can be, um, both for yourself as a practitioner, but also for your patients. Um, we, I'd like to talk about different areas of use of the ultrasound scanner, and I think it'd be nice to hear what, what uh, viewers think, if they've got certain questions about the device, certain aspects of using it, um, problems we may have had with it. It'd be nice to hear what, what uh, practitioners think, and also patients. Um, I think patients worry about problems that they could have with different treatments. So it's interesting to know what really bothers them. Are they really worried about the potential risks of an injection or do they not realize the problems that can happen? Is it something they want to know about? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so Viv, you've kind of done, we were going to demonstrate, but I, I, um, I realized yeah. <laughs> that I was actually away on training um, in Birmingham, so I wasn't in clinic. Should we, I was going to suggest, why don't we, we've kind of teased people a little bit about our a standardized approach. So yeah. rather than do it all in one, but I think next week, why don't we talk about a standardized approach? One of us can demo our draw. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind drawing spots on my face and saying this is the system yeah. that we follow. Um, and I think that would be a nice one. It's an explanation to patients of what they might expect when they go in and, they, and they're having an ultrasound on their face. Um, yeah. And then for us, it's to start kind of sharing 
our approach um, yeah, yeah. and then it will help you know you're in clinic you've got the ultrasound scanner yeah. i need a more standardized approach so that if i was to contact viv or sunny or anyone else to share i remember how i did it and where the images correspond to so how does that sound yeah yeah, yeah. we'll do that we'll talk about a standardized approach to how we carry out the work and uh, it'll help hopefully other practitioners and patients will get a better understanding of why we're doing something and what the benefit it benefit it is to them so yeah, yeah. perfect okay well before i get kicked Ready? out of this meeting room in the hotel i'll say good night oh. thanks for everyone <laughs> nice. for watching no problem nice seeing you when i hope uh, your training's great that you've been on it it has um, been brilliant i'll share that with you later and maybe with everyone else soon yeah great see you next week then sunny Take care, babe. Bye-bye. Okay. See ya.